What we gonna do right here is go back. Way back. Back into time. It's time to kick it old school with a new school flair. Taking you back to a time where things felt good. Wow! I feel good. Welcome to Old Fashioned Health. Today is the day to take back your health. Old Fashioned Health is just the right place to do it. Your host, Alvin, is determined to make sure you are in good health inside and out. Now, the time has come for some good Old Fashioned Health right here on 1100 AM. Here's Alvin! Okay! How y'all doing out there? This is Alvin and... Edmund, what's, what's up, up, everybody? What's up, y'all? How y'all doing here on the Old Fashioned Health Show? Good health inside and out. You, you happy to be off quarantine? Are you, do you think you're off quarantine? You, you know what? Um... I'll just say yeah. <laughs> you think you, you you are happy to be out? I'm I'm, I'm happy. You know, I'm still um, setting my own grounds as far as what I will and won't do. You know, so, so um, you're not going to the barber shop. Uh, I am the barber shop. Oh, that. Going get but a, no, am I cutting my own hair or anyone? No, I'm not, I'm not doing that. Going to get a tattoo? Not getting a tattoo. Massage, I, 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 there was a, there was a, a, a time in my life where I wanted tattoos, and now you know I'm good. So yeah, tattoo. Yeah, when you when up. you pass 21, you'd be like, uh, mm, I don't want to mark not it so up. Much. Yeah, not so much. Right. Yeah, what's up, old school? Welcome back to the Fort, man. Glad to see you back. He got a whole thank you, full thank you, thank SWAT you. mask on. Yes, man. sir. <laughs> really? Yes, sir. Full SWAT mask. Hey, y'all, I am so happy to be here. We're going to have a good time today. We have a great show coming up. We have Miss Michelle Dawkins. She's going to be on the show today telling us how to be uh, beauty shop and beauty salon safe. So she's going to educate us on all that. She has uh, an extended background in safety and all those kind of wonderful things. So I'm excited about her calling. She's going to call in at, uh, at 3.15. Let me give you all a number to call in case y'all want to call and ask us some questions or talk to Michelle about uh, your barbershop or your beauty salon when you go, what you should look for or what you should be current concerned about. Uh, the number is 404-603-8770 is the number to call. 404-603-8770 is the number to call. Edmund, so what you going to do this weekend? You got you, you free? You ain't got nothing else? Man, you know, I was thinking about that on the way in here. It's so beautiful outside. You should have a cookout. I, I, it's like funny you say that. People, just a few people. What time? Uh, <laughs> Why are you acting like that? <laughs> no, nah, not so much with the cookout. You don't want to get the party started and then, you know, feel like, you know, people can't be invited and it's it's too much right now. Everybody just do your own little social thing, you know, social distancing still, you know. I um, think if it wasn't even COVID-19, I don't think you'd be doing it anyway. Oh, no. Hey, one thing about it now, if you... Listen, I know how to get a party started. I know how to create oh, it. Did you learn that on Project Runway? No, I... No, I didn't. I knew that before oh, going into Project, Project Runway. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. But, I mean, as, if the weather stays the same like it is now, this is the perfect weather. I think it's actually going to be much warmer. Yeah, it's supposed to be really nice. Outside. So you'll be able to get out and get your vitamin D, you know, from the sun and that whole But you got to wear the right shorts. Remember? You got to wear the right shorts. You got to wear the right shorts. You got to show some exposure in order to get to the The prototypes room. are still being developed, so yeah, hopefully he, next week we'll have those. He's making us some uh, sun shorts. The, 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 the Dr. <laughs> Alexander. See, that's for y'all. I'm not able to wear those. <laughs> I'm not wearing them. I'm going to wear them in private. I'm going to get me some sun shorts. <laughs> Look, uh, my sister called yesterday. She's like, I know Edmund, I know Edmund. I was like, what do you mean you know Edmund? I be watching Project One Way. I know all the characters. Like, really? Okay. I mean, awesome. we, we only we only been on the air together for a while. You just not saying you know Edmund. <laughs> like, really? 
Awesome. Yeah. So anyway, y'all, we're gonna have a great show to, show today. Michelle is definitely gonna call. She's already text her, talking about she all excited. I'm see she's gonna be ready for these questions we got about this Uh-oh. hair and nail salon thing going on. So y'all, look, we're live on Facebook Live. This is our second day uh, doing this, and it's the Facebook Live page for uh, it. Really, 1100 AM. So if you want to see us live and in Technicolor, go to... The Not Technicolor? Yeah, 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 right. Technicolor. You, you, you took That's it, you an took old slang I use. Yeah. It probably, probably ain't even the right words to say, but anyway. No, I think on, that was a company back in the day that used to do like... Uh, live and Technicolor? Yeah. That's that's when the TV would go off at night at a certain time. It'd go I don't off. know nothing about that. I and then the flag yeah. would start waving. <laughs> I don't know nothing. Talking about the old TV? The little, the little noise the coming mo- across No, the, the floor model television. Oh, the kind where you raise the top and there's a stereo on the top inside nah, see, of it. My grandma had one of those. We, I didn't know about it all. You know see, who know about that kind of stereo? We had Curtis Mathis television with the buttons on the side. We had, we had a Zenith TV. Zenith, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it was Zenith, Zenith and it Curtis It said Mathis. the quality goes on before the name goes off. I think the way it went was the thing. They, that was a little, little, like little, little slang. You know who knows about this kind of stuff? About the floor model TV and all that kind of stuff? How do you know about it? I don't it? know, man. He know Dude. about all of this old school floor <laughs> antennas you got to turn with your hand, the rabbit is. Like, yeah. you, the you, VHF, UHF, the whole I think he, yeah, like he didn't been oh, here before. Oh, man. Yeah, I don't know where he, don't yeah, know. We got, we got that's a Florida thing. I think that's a, <clears throat> that's a Florida thing. Okay. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Hey, listen, y'all, we're going to do like we always do. We always start the show with the Black National Anthem, and we do that so we can educate people on the fact that we actually have a national anthem uh, for us. You know, we, we complain about the one that that don't include us, so we have one that does include us, but we don't play it enough, man. We don't play it at the schools. Jackson State, I've been on them about playing it, on them about playing it, and uh, I'm going to continue. Here you go with this this stuff again. It's Listen, Shout out to Gremlin State I hope University. y'all, I, I, we ain't doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Jackson State. Listen, I told y'all my uh, co-host got this. G-Fam. What is this right here? What's this? He, he, he got some sanitizer he done made, and it smell like grandmama house when you put it. It's real loud, but it but it's... Everybody's alcohol and aloe vera. What is it? Alcohol, aloe vera, and the um, the green. Uh, I'm sorry, spring water. The green alcohol and aloe vera. That's it. What a vodka one for you? Don't do that on uh, Friday. That was um, in the spray bottle. I, di- I didn't bring that one today. I have a full bottle next week, and you can use that instead of Lysol too. Vodka. Yeah. Yeah. It kills man. germs. Sure. All right, y'all. <laughs> this is Alvin Edmund on the Old Fashioned Health Show on the Real 1100. Let it resign. 
educator, multi-business owner. She's a CBD advocate that supports the many health benefits of CBD. Contact Barbara Bird for more information about CBD benefits and business opportunities at www.barbaraannbird.com or email at infobarbaraannbird at gmail.com or give her a call at 770-733-0525. Barbara Ann Bird, your serialpreneur. Reminds old-fashioned health listeners and pet owners to never leave pets unattended inside a parked vehicle, not even for a quick errand. Temperatures can rise to dangerous levels fast. Visit our website for more information at www.just4petsfl.vet or give us a call at 239 270 5721. All right, y'all. We are back. This is Alvin. And Edmund. You on the old fashioned health show uh, on the real 1100. We back in the house. We told y'all that Michelle Dawkins is going to be calling in, so she should be calling any moment now. She sent me a text with all these happy faces. I'm going to see how, how excited she's going to be when we get on here asking these questions about what my barbershop should look like or what the, my salon, what the salon should look like. Uh, for you ladies that are out there and about to go get your nails done, your hair done, and all that stuff, uh, Michelle is going to tell you what what to, to be COVID safe because uh, she's into safety. She works with OSHA and 
all these other good people. So you can't get it better uh, than you're going to get it from her to tell you exactly what it, what it should look like. So I was just trying to make sure I pull up. Her, uh, Michelle Dawkins, she works for safety. She's a, okay, it's Environmental Healthy Safety MD. So if you go to thesafetymd.com, thesafetymd.com, you get all the information on Michelle and all the wonderful things that she does. Look, she sent a picture, a profile picture the other day, right? Yesterday. Okay. So it was a nice picture. But she had to send a second picture and a second picture because she didn't like the first one. She's a Delta. <laughs> she, it wanted to, she wanted to look a certain way. Being a Delta, she wanted to make sure she has like, oh, really, that's what we're doing now? Hey, just just hey. send us a picture. You know, it's COVID-19. She wants well, the best representation. Right, right, representation. I was like, oh, I get it. I get it. Because they ain't like somebody else to send about 15 pictures in their first uh, interview. Ooh. That was you. Oh, it was of other people. It wasn't of myself. All of them was you. No, bro. No, don't do it like that. Mm-mm. Yeah, no, you no, did. No, I, I, no, I, I, I no, don't no, mind no, you. No, no, you no. You want Michelle to fly? No, you can't. All right, y'all. We got Michelle on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to show you the fly. We got Michelle coming up. Michelle, you there? I am there. I do hear the music loud. Okay. Yeah, okay, yeah, you got me. How's Hello, it going? Michelle. How you doing? I am fantastic. How are you? I'm doing great. Great did, to hear from you. You didn't hear us Good talking about you, did you? Good to be heard. Did you hear? Did you hear us talking about you? I did. I did. So I hope I live up to all of that. No, yes. I'm, I'm not talking about the Delta thing in the oh. picture. Oh no, I did not. I didn't hear that part. Yeah, we was talking about how uh, I told him that the first uh, photo we got was a really nice photo, and the next one was nice. But with you being a Delta, you wanted to be such a perfection, such a perfectionist. So I was like, yeah, she's a Delta. She wants all her pictures and everything to look good. that's it that is it Michelle thank you so much for calling I was telling everybody you with environmental health and safety Uh, MD uh, is is the name of your company I told them to go to your website uh, thesafetymd.com and they can find Uh out a little bit more about you and all the wonderful and amazing things that you do to make us safe Uh, and with that being said now we got the salons the barbershops and several other things that's going to be opening up but today we're going to talk about your salon and your barbershop and your nail shop safety. And right. can you tell us, first of all, do you think we should be open right now? Well, you know, it really depends on personally. I would say no. I think it's too early. I think that um, for the the guidelines that have been set as far as our, our government, as far as OSHA, as far as the cosmetology Um, you know, the Board of Cosmetology, Mm -hmm. if barbershops and and beauty salons are able to stick with those guidelines, then so be it. But many of them will not be able to do this on a consistent basis, in my opinion, because Mm -hmm. there's a whole lot, and they have to make sure that they are doing it properly. That's the main thing. And then the question gets, uh, one of the questions that's been asked of me just this week is, what does this look like in terms of liability? Well, right now, even the uh, legal uh, people, the legal departments are scurrying about trying to find out what that looks like. Because, of course, according to OSHA, there are things that we're already supposed to have in place in terms of safety. But when you talk about something like a public health um, emergency, then things get shifted around. There's been a lot of things that have become, I would say, a little more lax. (laughs) in terms of laws and so the question once again do i think so no but then the question is when is the right time and i'm not i'm not sure i know what the numbers say Mm -hmm. i know last week when we talked 
we talked about, you know, was it too soon for us to open up? Yes. Mm-hmm. Our mayor, the mayor of Atlanta, agreed that it wasn't. I was in agreement that it wasn't. Since last week, we've had over 10,000 more confirmed cases. Mm. Since and last an additional, week? Since last Friday. And wow. remember, uh, the Par- Georgia Department of Public Health puts out a daily record of the number of cases. Right. Since last Friday, we've had an increase of 10,000 more cases. But also remember, we're now doing more testing than we were last week. Right. So those numbers were expected to grow. <clears throat> And we've had an additional 504 deaths. Mm. So, you know, you have to ask yourself whether or not, if this is your business, you have to ask yourself, what are the risks? What are the risks that I'm putting myself in? What are the risks am am I putting my customers in? And more importantly, what risk am I putting uh, my family and other people that I come into contact with? Exactly. What about about, uh, last week when they first opened, opened the city up? Uh, would it be safe to say whatever the numbers that come out this week, if the numbers are doubled based on the average, would that be an indicator that maybe we have opened too soon? So in other words, like it's being 10,000 cases this time, what if the number says 20 because it's finally caught up with the first wave of people that went out early? Does that make sense? And I think that that's a, a real good likelihood because, you know, it takes anywhere from five to 14 days for those mm-hmm. symptoms to start manifesting. Okay. But also, we're really still struggling with asymptomatic people. That means individuals that don't show any kind of signs or symptoms. So we, we they haven't, the, the medical and the science world still doesn't have a handle on that. So, yeah, I think it would be safe to say that if we started seeing doubling, tripling of numbers, that it's a real good indication that we may have opened up a little too soon. Wow. All right. So I go to the barbershop. Tell me, what what should I look for? Well, first and foremost, you should make sure they should be checking your temperature at the door. That's one of the recommendations um, that OSHA has put out there. That's one of the guidance um recommendations that the cosmetology boards have put out there as well so but does that mean that i'm 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 negative no it doesn't you know i may not have a fever but i may still have other i may be asymptomatic um so anyway they should be checking your your temperature there should not be a large gathering of people they should have you know one or two people in that facility Mm -hmm. they should be asking questions because they're supposed to screen you have you had any fevers have you you know shown any signs of, you know, any kind of sickness in the last couple of weeks. I don't know how many barbers or beauty salons are going to be asking those questions because they want work, right? They want to get the job done. Right. So limiting the people in the shop, they're supposed to be still maintaining the social distances, whether they're inside. They should have on masks and you should have on a mask, of course, until it's time for you to get your hair actually uh, serviced. Okay. With that, they are recommending that if uh, for for the women when they're washing their hair and men, because some men get their hair washed as well at the barber, that they should be placing a towel over your face to limit, you know, any kind of contact in that way. They're recommending, of course, that you are actually changing. Now, this is it. This is why I said, are you really ready? That you're actually changing your smocks in between people. Mm, what is yes. the likelihood of people mm. that, that barbers or salon uh, owners or workers are going to be changing their smocks intermittently like that? Wow. You oh. know, or have disposable. This is what they're saying, because remember, clothing is a, 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 a fabric is 
one of the areas where this particular um, uh, pathogen could mm -hmm. actually be transferred from one person to the other. You know, so when you look at, that's why I said I don't think so, because there's so many little intricate things that you have to do. And then, of course, you have to be cleaning, not cleaning, disinfecting your shop yes. in between, you know, on a consistent basis. And one of the things as I was, um, you know, because I've been uh, certified now in COVID-19 um, by the National Institute of Environmental Health Sciences. So we've been talking through a lot of this for different industries. And when we talk about cleaning, sanitizing and disinfecting, they're three different things. So a lot of times people clean, but they think that they've sanitized or disinfected. So cleaning is you're just simply removing dirt or debris. Sanitizing means that you're lowering the number, number of germs in a specific area. Disinfecting is when you're going in and you're killing those germs. And unless you're using products that have been EPA registered, this is really important. EPA? They're EPA registered. Most okay. products have a EPA number on the bottle, on the container. You want to look at that number, go to the EPA website. This is a lot, but this is what you may have to do. And make sure that it is a product that actually kills the coronavirus. It will not say the corona, uh, uh, COVID-19. It will say, uh, I believe, it's human uh, coronavirus. Because they're, they're, you know, we're just catching up to that. This is a novel virus, meaning that it's a new one. Okay. So you want a disinfectant that works. So when you put that, when you plug that EPA number or even the name of that product in on that EPA site, it's mm -hmm. going to tell you whether or not it can disinfect that particular, you, you, you know, using that product will disinfect. And even in using it, when you utilize it, we have what we call contact time. That means it has to stay on that hard surface for maybe five minutes, ten minutes in order to be effective. Wow. That's because if you wipe it off before, then you may actually be spreading that thing now. So you want to have people, if you have a janitorial service or whoever you have that is cleaning, this is knowledge that they have to be armed with going into your facility. Or you yourself. Michelle, I have to say that uh, the week prior to that you were on the show, yesterday we had a conversation about barbers and stuff. And, um, <clears throat> excuse me, I was telling Alvin that I had gone on to the barberside.com website mm -hmm. um, because yeah. some type of little advertisement or a flash came across my Instagram or whatever. And I went on there and they had a test that you could take uh, as a, it was basically for Barbers, stylists, manicures, massage therapists, spas, all of those people that have that for their sanit for their product, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. And I, I felt a little smart taking the test, I must say, because I feel like you you were my tutor. Going in, you know, some of the information I knew, but being that you had, you know, been on the show prior to and I took, you know, mental notes of some of the things that you were saying, like what you just spoke on about the cleaning, the sanitizing, the disinfecting or whatever. But all the barbers and, and beauticians, um, spas and everybody, owners out there that are listening, please go to that site, you know, and, and check that out because there's a lot of good information what Michelle is speaking on and it breaks it down for you as well as, excuse me, you can purchase their product or know where to go purchase their product right. to cleanse and sanitize and disinfect your salon. And they also have set up something else that you mentioned um, last week, if I'm not mistaken, about a system, like having a system in place mm -hmm. for your yeah. salon, barbershop, whatever it may be, independently owned, not having that 
mapping format before we reopen is something that's very scary to a lot of people. Yeah. You know, I have friends exactly. and families that have these type of businesses, and that was one of their major concerns, even like what you spoke about as far as the aprons and the smocks and the, the tools and right. all of that stuff Changing. or whatever. And a lot of them are having to go yeah. out and purchase this type of stuff. These are their businesses. So take in mind, um, they've lost money, but now they're having to reinvest right. money to, to actually reopen. Exactly. And for some people, it's going to be a lot of money because if you have to have disposable, depending on the, you know, your client, mm-hmm. your, your clientele base, then that means you're going to be constantly spending money. You know, so does that mean an increase in your prices for people who are already being taxed by not working, you know, not being able to work and bring in the kind of money that they were bringing in before? Exactly. So there's going to be a lot of change. Yeah. And I think now, you know, we, we, we're really going to have to be very, very creative. We may get into this bartering system, you know, you do my hair and I do yours kind of thing, you know. Uh, with the barbers or, or uh, salons or, you know, we have to now come up with ways or mechanisms to sustain ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You know, we have become extremely too dependent on a government that has let us down time and time again. Over you know, we didn't learn our lesson from Katrina, right. unfortunately. And here we are in another um, catastrophe and we don't have a way out. Um, and so it becomes very, very stressful. And in, in many ways for many industries. So so um, you're saying something, you, you mentioned that they that the barbers or the beautician need to take their smocks, uh, their aprons off and then replace it with either another. Do you think them having a plastic apron would probably be a good one, a good one to use? Or can they use Yeah, but, but, okay, so if I were, you know, and this is why I say mapping it out, meaning you walk into your facility and walk through the process that a client goes through. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so I'm washing someone's hair that I don't know whether they're ne- negative or positive because that, that asking them questions and maybe that te- testing their um, temperature is not going to tell me that. Right. So let's say that they are positive and I don't know. Okay. And I'm washing and doing their hair. And now, you know, somehow something gets on me mm-hmm. and I have that apron on. Am I changing that plastic apron be- before I go to the next person? We're mm-hmm. hearing about this even in the healthcare center that these individuals, the nurses are saying that there's not enough PPE and they are actually going from COVID positive that they knowing that they know are p- patients that they know are positive going to another room where somebody may not be uh, positive. And so that cross-contamination or the potential for uh, contamination is there. Wow. So, you know, you have to ask yourself all of those questions. And then even after work, you know, when you go home, do you have a decontamination process? Mm. Now, we teach this out in the chemistry industry. I mean, you know, individuals working in manufacturing and chemicals mm-hmm. all, all the time. But now this is a different time. And so we're still having to say, when you go home, you need to leave your dirty garments at the door or have a basket in your lawn, you know, in your garage or carport or whatever you enter into, put on that robe and then head right to the shower. And then, you you know, you clean yourself from there before you even, you know, touch your child or your spouse or, you know, whoever's in that house, Fifi the dog, you know, Toto the cat, whoever's in there, you want to make sure that you're clean. So, so. So let me let me ask you, can you can you do this for can you walk can you walk us through let's just say you have a salon. Walk mm-hmm. us through what you walk us step by step what uh, as a salon owner 
she or he should do. So they walk in the door. They're going to take that person's temperature and ask them some questions. So that means you have to have a series. You know, you might have to have something documented. Okay. Because remember, everything is, is it doesn't exist until it's written down, right? That's right. But that's a part of the process. Okay. So, you know, that might be the new thing. You have a person at your door that's taking temperatures. And because you're over here trying to maintain your salon, right? Right. And that's I don't creating know if you're going to have a chance to do all of that. That's too much. Yeah. Okay. So you're checking temperatures. You're asking questions like, have you had a cough or fever or anything in the last 14 days? That person says no. But what did they say yes? You know, what do you, you know, so you got to also have a plan when they say yes, what are you going to do? Because I know somebody right now who, who did have all of this within the last 14 days, but she believes she's fine. You know, so, and I can't argue with her, but I know, you know, did she get a test? I don't know. So as a customer, let's say if that were you and you were entering the salon to, to have your hair service and they ask you those questions and you say, well, yeah, I have had a call for some symptoms uh, within the last 14 days and they say, well, I'm sorry, unfortunately right now we're not able to service you. How would you take that? How would you feel? And take in mind that this is someone that you've it, been, let's say you've it, been exactly. dealing with for some time, mm. let's, three years, you've been getting your hair done with the same lady and all of a sudden she asked right. you this question. You, so how would you take that? Would you not come I would, back? <laughs> I actually, because of you know my background, I would take it and I would go. Okay. Because mm -hmm. in my mind, I would say, you know what, I really didn't have, I know my hair is somewhat from the floor up, but <laughs> I don't have any business here. Okay. Because right. I have to think like that. Yes. Because if I infect this lady and I know, you know, she and I have been friends for years and now I find out later on that her child got sick, I'm, that's going to be, that's on me. That's yeah. right. Yeah. You know, that's but right. that's that's how I think. Everybody doesn't think like that. Exactly. You got yeah. some people who are desperate to get their hair done. They did six weeks without, a hair done, without their hair being done and they're going to get their hair done. And that's, and that's another thought pattern. What do you do when that person comes in and they're like, hey, I'm getting my hair did. You know, I ain't had my hair. I know that's incorrect English. <laughs> I, I haven't I mean, had my hair done in right. the last six weeks. I'm getting this done. You know, this time going to break my hair out or whatever. So they circumvent the rules and say, I'm not telling her right. that I've been sick. Right. So, but you're still putting that person at risk. At risk. That's why I say it's too soon. Uh, exactly. Wow. You know, because you don't know what you're getting. And some people are going to... They're not going to tell you the truth because they want what they want. People yeah. got their uh, their stimulus check. They're ready to spend it. They're ready to, you know, do the thing. People want some sense of normalcy. And for some people, that's that one piece right there. That's right. Just being able to so get you, out. As, as a salon owner, you have to think about all of those things. But I just talked to one of my Saras up in Detroit, and she was telling us that, you know, they buried... A five-year-old, you know, one of her good friends, a five-year-old. See, I mm. can't, my conscience wouldn't yeah. let me live with that. Yeah. If I had, you know, if I knew I went, I had to go to the hairdresser so bad and say this was this, my hairdresser's daughter, I wouldn't be, or child, I wouldn't be able to live with myself. So, you know, it's really all about integrity at this point. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's about a number of things. Well, and right now, unfortunately, we're not seeing that here in our nation anymore. We forgot about all about our moral, our morals. Starting with our leaders. Well, yeah. Well, well, on the flip side of that, I guess my question will be, well, what, how can it be handled to assist the people that have these businesses and salons and stuff that are needing to open? But, you know, the, 
they're taking a chance with the safety of themselves, their customers, their clients, and also their family. Like, I get it, they're saying that all this money is out there, but not everyone is going to receive a stimulus check. Not everyone is going to get the uh, $10,000 uh, grant money that may possibly be paid or not be paid back. There are some people that haven't received any money since this stuff has actually occurred. So, at one, what point do you decide, like, so, so for me, you know what? So what I think, uh, if we do our parts as citizens, mm -hmm. then that's the purpose of, of us having an effective leader to take care of what you've asked us to do. You've asked me to stay home. Now you right. need to make sure that my rent's not going to be, I'm not going to be evicted. You exactly. make sure my power's not cut off. You make sure I got the food. You do what Canada did. So mm -hmm. that when I sit in the house, I'm sitting in the house mm -hmm. not worried about anything. Okay. But if right, And we have some states. I'm sorry for cutting I, you off. No, yeah. go ahead. But we have some states that are doing that. I know my home state of Massachusetts, that governor has said that if anybody cuts off um, any, you know, utilities, if anyone evicts anyone, mm. I think he put like a million dollar fine out for those companies. Our governor has the ability to do that, but we don't hold our elected officials accountable. That's right. Yeah. We don't do that. And like I said, come June when it's time for election time, they're going to be flaunting in our face. And At like I said last week, don't come to me in June because I'm going to ask you where were you February, March, and April. Yeah, what did you do? Yeah. What you, did you do? I don't. You I don't, know, some of our leaders are silent. We're not hearing anything not from these anything. people that we've elected, and yep. I have a problem with that. Yep. I, and I think Michelle, you were right. If 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 our leaders were doing what they needed to do, then if we needed to stay home, we could be all right. We could feel like we're safe. We can yeah. feel like, okay, I don't have a problem with sitting at home because I'm not worried about my power going off. Mm -hmm. But if you got exactly. something in Florida where the guy had to argue with the lady on the city council about them turning off the electricity in the middle of a uh, COVID-19 uh, outbreak. When was this? This was uh, a couple of months ago. I don't okay, know if you I saw, saw Michelle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. and the brother was arguing with the people on the city council yes. about them turning off the power. Our leaders right. were so concerned about making sure the stock market said something that they were right. willing to sacrifice life. And then the worst thing about it is, I don't know if, if the leaders are paying attention to, even if it comes to race, just because it may be a racism that you still hurting your own self. Because if I go to the barbershop and I get my hair cut and I end up with COVID-19 and then I go to your restaurant and then I affect right. somebody else. It's going back to your house, uh, Brian Kemp, even though you think it can't get back, it could get back to your house via someone else. And you're trying exactly. to get your stock market, and you, but you're not thinking about that. And I think that's exactly. part of the problem. They're not, they're not paying attention. It, it, I think that's right. part of the problem. And then, you know, just looking at the situation from different perspectives, you know, um, where you are is kind of a lot of times the way you see things. Mm -hmm. And a lot mm -hmm. of times if people aren't in these different communities or they're not affected directly like that, by that, and understand that or even care about that. You know, mm -hmm. so it plays a big part. But that goes back to the ultimate thing that like we're all dealing with this together at one time throughout, not just the United States. Right. But globally, like no mm -hmm. one really has an answer for this, because if they would, they would have stepped up by now. Right. You know, in regards exactly. to and I'm just praying that like the scientists or whoever, you know, can come up with something that just cures this thing or prevents it or whatever measurement that is needed right now. Those are the real ones that I'm like. So, for. Michelle, let me ask you this. So now with what you do exactly, uh, the safety piece of it, uh, but you do have a knowledge of the chemical part of uh, the, the uh, maybe the medicines and stuff, how they interact. Do you have any uh, knowledge about how that? 
Work not on. not a whole lot. I'm more on the chemical side, not the medical side. Okay. That's more uh, my colleague, Doctor uh, Alexander, and okay. I think he does a fantastic job with that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He was. He's on our show on Thursday. <laughs> I, I yeah. have a question uh, to piggyback off of that. Yeah. What um, he just he just stated. My question is: Have you ever seen the COVID like un, through a microscope? And this is just my creative part. I'm just wondering. Like he I see, they had a little purple tentacles that they show on TV. You, you well, they show that on television. But I'm just wondering, like, is that their interpretation of it or whatever? But I'm just wondering what this this deadly thing looks like under a microscope. And, and that's, that's pretty your, much what it looks like. That's now what it looks I've like? done. I, I was a microbiologist when I first got out of school, but I tested food. My okay. my area of uh, expertise during that time was testing food from our area restaurants and nursing homes and schools and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. up in Massachusetts. So fortunately, I didn't get to see, you know, that kind of a pathogen. Mm-hmm. But I was dealing with some of the other ones that we have in food, which brings us to another. Yeah, I was going to ask you about the uh, restaurant. really hot topic. Yeah, what's going on in the food industry? <laughs> because when we have a president who's telling um, the, the meat industry that these workers have to go to work sick right. or not, then what does that translate back to us? That is crazy. When so, I heard that, oh my, go ahead. No, no. So, so, so you ahead. know, we have so many things that we have to be paying attention to. We don't have time to be getting out. You know, I, I apologize to my salons and my barbers, but, you know, we do need, you know, when the time is right, but we need to be making sure that we have a means to eat. We have, you know, those kind of mechanisms in mm-hmm. place. And I'm not knocking any industry, so I kind of take that back. I don't want you all to think that I'm saying that, but. I'm just saying that look at all the other things that are manifesting right out of this out of this situation. Right. And that's you a, know that's a signal right there. If the meat industry is having a problem, we need to pay attention what how else it could go. Well the direction. Exactly. Going. So let me ask you exactly. about a restaurant, Michelle. How, how what would you tell a restaurant? I know we talked about beauty shops and salons, but one of the things specific, but let's just say the restaurant industry. What do you what what should that look like as a restaurant owner? What should I have in place as a restaurant owner? Pretty much the same thing. You know, you want to make sure that your workers are are safe. But once again, you know, people have been out of work for six weeks. Mm -hmm. You know, I've gone in, my daughter, oh my gosh, when I was, when they were younger, because of what I did, because I was testing food from restaurants, I can't begin to tell you the number of times we walked out of a restaurant. And when my children were young, they would, it was their Mm -hmm. common joke would be like, I don't know why we going. We ain't gonna stay. She's gonna something. <laughs> was it was it was it due to the score, or was it due to just the the experience that you had, or, or the cleanliness, it, it or lack the thereof? Experience. It was you know because I was looking at things from a microscope. So when I walk in and I see things that people are doing with their hands, or if they're touching mm-hmm. their hair or something, mm-hmm. to me in my mind it translates back to what I see under the microscope. Okay. Um, and so there was you know there were some just some some little things and then after that you know since then i've done inspections of facilities so there's certain things when i walk into facilities i automatically look for mm-hmm. whether it's you know a, a eating facility even in hotels when i go into hotels there's certain things that i look for because of what i do because you know i do inspections and so i'm looking for safety related stuff so, you know, you can't take that out of me. So when you start talking about this, this is something that you can't see with the naked eye. Mm. But you can see whether or not people are wearing masks or, you know, if they're, you know, operating under the guidance that we've been given from OSHA and from, you know, the Food and Drug Administration and all of those entities. But people do what they do. And we yeah. were already having difficulties with restaurants. I mean, all you got to do is, you know, Look at the recalls. The and some of the things. Yeah. Um, so it would be 
you know, and I like to eat out. I do, but I have select restaurants where I know, you know, I kind of know what I'm getting and the people that work there. So I tend to like a lot of the smaller mom and pops because you kind of get to know people. Yeah. Right. And they have it. And those are the ones right. that really need and the support right now right. too as well. Yeah, so, exactly. Those business. are the ones that I will continue to support. Now, every now and then, you know, I, I'm a big fan of Chick-fil-A and I only because Chick-fil-A is so regimented and they have a system like no other restaurant that you see, okay. you know, um, so, you know, there's some things that Kathy Truett put that's a part of the DNA of that, that particular franchise, and mm-hmm. it doesn't matter where you go. It's the same thing. But when you go to some other restaurants and you don't see that, then that tends to make me say, you know what, during this COVID, I'm definitely not going there because, you know, there were problems before, you know, they even had <laughs> some kind of a, a pandemic. So, so, you know, really, that's what I, I'm hoping that restaurants adhere. But my question is, how long are they going to adhere? Because we right. tend to fall back into what's familiar. Absolutely. So, you know, you may see people wearing the face shields and the, the mask and the gloves. But behind the scene, what what's really happening? Are they still practicing safety or are they trying to get this product and build up what they lost, you know, in those weeks that have gone by? And that's the way I look at things. So, Michelle, I want you to do me do do something. Will you still stay on the line with? We, we need to. We're gonna take a, a quick break. Can you still yes, stay sir. on with us? Okay. Okay. So we're gonna take a quick break. But when we come back, I want to go in a little bit in depth about the restaurant because in my mind, I'm thinking about when I go to a restaurant and then the waiter has to come to the table. Uh, with that apron on, he's been on walking around to all these tables, <laughs> and you didn't take the apron mm-hmm. off on the second round. What that look like? And then the tattoo shops and the in the massage shop uh, massage parlors. I can only imagine how you feel about what that's going to be like. So we're going to take a quick break uh, for a couple minutes, and then when we come back, we can let you finish up the other half of this, okay? Okay. All right, this is Alvin and Edmund on the Old Fashioned Health Show on The Real 1100.
Life happens, and when it does, the law firm of Althea DeBar Johnson PC and Tamara Wood is the law firm people turn to for planning and managing their legal affairs and protecting their current and future assets. The firm specializes in wealth protection through legal services that include estate planning, probate administration, and guardianship. This law firm promises to be truthful and honest, provide personalized attention, and they are focused on results that best suit your needs. For a consultation, contact them today at 404-584-5555 or visit them on the web at adjpclaw.com. The law firm of Althea DeBar Johnson, PC, and Tamara Wood, helping you plan for today and for the future so you can get on with the business of living. All right, y'all. Welcome back to the Old Fashioned Health Show with Alvin and Edmund. Um, Michelle, you still there with us? I am. Did you recognize that song? I did. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just want to see if you knew your. Just want to see if you knew your. Definitely uh, old school. So all yes, right. I did. Just checking to see if you know your old school music. All oh, right. Yeah. You know, my dad was one of the first black DJs in our city, so I know music. Yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> um, you are giving us some amazing information. Uh. So a couple of things. Uh, back to the restaurant. So I'm imagining a waiter or a waitress come to my table. Then they go to four or five other tables. <clears throat> Are you suggesting that that waiter, <clears throat> when that first group of people leave, he or she needs to change her apron and then put on a fresh apron? Well, most times um, in, in different restaurants, they don't even wear aprons. They're just going to be wearing their clothes. So restaurants are going to have to, they're going to be have to, they're going to have to be treated, I think, on an individual basis. Mm. There are protocols that, of course, they have to follow as well. But, you know, my concern comes with everything from menu handling to anything, any other kind of touch points within a mm -hmm. restaurant. Um, you know, you have to think of those types of restaurants, you know, when you go to them, what what does that experience already offer? What was it already offering? And then what are they going to do differently? And that's going to really depend on that personnel, you know, the personnel. They're not supposed to have more than six people sitting in the same spot. But you can imagine they are going to be going from table to table. And now they're even trying to come up with, okay, how are we going to distance people six feet apart in in this setting some places like in some other states i see that they're really moving a lot of their um their dining experiences outdoors because you got more space i like but that. many of our restaurants aren't designed like that i like that idea as well yeah i you know i'm outdoors the sun you know they're they're doing the science on whether or not the sun rays are going to help um with with uh killing this stuff off there's so many remember this is still a very fluid situation mm -hmm. so we're still learning a whole lot um and of course you know there's going to be good and bad with that we're going to you know discover some things that we didn't know that we you know we may have already been exposed to but hopefully you know as time goes on the more we know the better prepared we can begin to get so, so let me ask you this. Uh, oh, I got a couple other questions, but let's just let me just jump over to, well, one, two questions. When you walk into a restaurant, what do you, what kind of restaurant, what do you look for in a restaurant to determine whether or not it's probably a, a pretty clean place? When you walk in, what do you look for? Do you look for stuff on the wall? Do you look on the floor, or what do you look for? I go to the restroom. 
Okay. I've always heard of that. Yeah, he said check out the restroom first. Restroom says a whole lot. <laughs> when I go into the restroom, especially you know, of course, in ladies' rooms, huh. if there's no toilet paper, I'm making a beeline out. <laughs> um, I have literally followed someone from the restroom into the back of the kitchen because I watched that person not wash their hands. But that's once again, that's me. That's those are my little pet peeves. And when I followed her in, I was looking for the manager. And she said, oh, I was coming to wash my hands in the kitchen. How dare you? You know what I mean? That You touched that doorknob. Wow. You t- I didn't. But, you know, you had there was a process for you to get back into that kitchen. And I don't believe you were going, you know, so it's little things like that. So, I mean, that's once again, that's just me. Um, and I tend to, like I said, kind of go to the same restaurant. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know. I think you just get accustomed to, now if I'm traveling, that's different, you know, um, because I am, I'm looking at people, I'm looking at, you know, they don't really enforce the hair nets and all that, but I'm looking to see if people have long nails and all of that kind of stuff. To me, that kind of stuff grosses me out um, when you're serving food and you don't have on gloves and nail and all of that. So I look at, I look at people. I was out in a restaurant a couple of weeks ago, you know, just doing a, a pickup. Mm-hmm. And when I, I hadn't paid for it yet, I called it in, but hadn't paid. And when I got there, it was just something in me. As soon as I got up near the desk, I, I walked out. I, I guess the people behind me were like, what? I, I don't know. It's just something in me that I see and I immediately leave. So, so, um, oh, geez, you got my mind rolling. <laughs> so I'm thinking like if I, if I drove home to Mississippi, right? Um, mm-hmm. or to Alabama somewhere, and then you drive and you stop at these rest areas. Are you are you suggesting that a rest area may not be a good place to stop if you just happen to? I don't eat out of rest area, so I don't know. No, no, I'm talking, <laughs> I'm not talking about when you stop at the rest area to like to use the bathroom or something. You know, had a little, little rest area on the expressway. Uh-huh. And you stop maybe for a bathroom stop or something. You should be careful that before COVID. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, like folks. I said, to each his own, it's not, <laughs> not that I'm, you know, I, I'm just real particular. <laughs> I try to have, you know, if I'm really hungry, I'm not, you know, I'm not a McDonald's girl at all. You know, okay. not knocking it, it's just not my thing. Right. Um, if anything, I'm just grabbing maybe something, you know, some, some liquid, okay. um, you know, like a, you know, Chick-fil-A lemonade or something like that. Okay. Um, or, you know, like in Dunkin' Donuts, I may grab a, a tea or something like that. Other oh, than that, I'm, I'm not a really a big... I, I usually have... I carry Vittles with me. Did you say Vittles? I, I said Vittles. I'm old school. I carry <laughs> Vittles with me. I'm glad to know somebody but I said Vittles. Even in Atlanta, I carry Vittles because you never know what the traffic is like here. I know, right. Like right. Going on a trip. <laughs> okay, so now uh, now let me take you to the tattoo parlor. We're we, we trying to cover all this. I'm most fearful seeing like of a tattoo than most any of these areas of concern because of that needle. And so so tell, me, tell me about that. What do you think about that whole thing about tattoo shops? Well, right now, you know, I'm not real familiar with them either. Um, I do know that they are putting out very, very stringent rules for the cleaning of those facilities, for the cleaning of their tools that they use. And even they're, they're trying to limit the contact, the hand contact. And I'm saying, well, how do you do that in a massage parlor or a tattoo shop? I think that was the question people had when our governor decided to open up the, the, the facilities that he opened up. You know, opening up is one thing, but it was the type of facilities that he opened up. Yeah. It wasn't daycare so that 
people that had to go to work could now have a place to, you know, have, have their children go safely. It wasn't banks where people have to do money transactions. It was barbershop salons and bowling alleys and tattoo shops. So the, there was a big question mark in my head, like, why those facilities? Yeah, I, I didn't you understand know? it either. Right. So, you know, even, you know, so I, I'm not real certain, like I said, about the tattoo parlors. Like parlors, I can honestly say I've never gone and haven't gotten a tattoo. But, you know, for those that go, you want to make sure once again, because, you know, now you're talking about uh, different, different types of contact. And even with, you know, with getting your hair washed and things like that, has there been any tests to indicate that if somebody gets an abrasion on their skin, is there any kind of, you know, we don't mm -hmm. know all of that yet. Mm -hmm. They're still doing a lot of studies. So some of this stuff may not come out in the wash for a long time. Okay. Wow. So, Michelle, you've given us a plethora. We, I learned that at Jackson State, just so you know. A plethora of information. And you have to definitely come back because I, I think the more we do this, the more we educate our listeners, the better off we'll be, especially in communities that are lacking, like the African-American community. Yeah. So we really, really, really need this. So please be prepared because uh, I, I want to actually come back, maybe not next week, but the week after. So I want people to know that you'll be back to kind of uh, reiterate this again, if you don't mind. No, that's not a problem. And uh, Michelle, could you give them your website information? And and one other thing, I, I don't think you have this on your website, but you don't have a checklist of questions that people can download and ask okay. ask the barbers, like if uh, if they can go to your website and say, okay, okay. Here's, you know what I'm talking about, like a, a sheet, yeah, uh, checklist sheet, yeah. Uh, okay. But um, anyway, um, give them your information so they know how to reach you. Okay, and um. I'll also be advertising for one of the free um, Zoom training that I'll be doing on COVID-19. Now, that will be coming out in the next couple of days. Okay. Um, okay. My email is www.thesafety, I don't have to say all that, thesafetymd.com. Mm -hmm. The, the word the, safetymd.com. Okay. So that checklist of questions, I'll make sure I put that out there. Um, and then okay. also the advertisement for free COVID training. For communities, and I want this information to get to our churches um, because that's another very, very important entity mm -hmm. that we want to make sure um, people are getting information. Um, because, like I said, information is vital. It's <clears throat> very, very important. And one last thing, I was talking, I was leaving the track yesterday, and there was a senior citizen. She was pulling up beside me, mm -hmm. and she had her mask on. And I was compelled to wait for her to get out of the car and tell her she does not need to wear her mask in her car because as the temperature increases, our body will start to increase. And she had a turban on her head. Mm -hmm. And so when you start adding layers to your body, your body temperature increases. And so she had a turban on her head, a jacket on because it was kind of cool out, you know, and then she had that mask on. And I explained that to her, that when she's alone, you know, the masks are designed when you go into inside facilities where there's people right. and not in your car. Um, because, you know, they did have an accident not too long ago, and they're, they're trying to see whether or not the mask played a role. But her windows were up, too. And so, you know, you have to, we, we want to make sure that people remain safe. And she just said, you know, some of the stuff I started telling her, she never heard. And okay. I said, yeah, it's unfortunate that, we don't give this to the general public just in the workplaces, and everybody needs this information. Yeah. 
Okay. And you were put in that place to let her know that. So yep. thank you. All right, Michelle. Thank You're you welcome. so much. I really appreciate you thank calling you. in. Thank you so very much. We look forward to hearing from you again soon. Okay. You guys be safe out there. You too. Take oh, care, Michelle. All right, y'all. That was an amazing show. Yeah, what you think, awesome. man? I think it was, yeah, it was awesome. That was, was good. Awesome. That was yeah. good. Yeah. So you all, y'all, you'll be able to listen to this show again uh, on our podcast. You can go to the Old Fashioned Health Show on any platform. Apple, we everywhere. Uh, we, we, we everywhere like Corona. <laughs> this is Alvin. And Edmund. On the Old Fashioned Health Show on The Real 1100. stopping by Old Fashioned Health with your host, Alvin. We hope this show has been informative and entertaining. And more importantly, we hope that we led you in the right direction to have good health inside and out. For more information on Old Fashioned Health, please visit our website at oldfashionedhealth.com. And be sure to join Alvin every Friday at 3 p.m. for Old Fashioned Health right here on 1100 a.m. Take care.